Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications Connect to more. Now, now here's your host, Colter Nuanas. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, I do. I just made it across Missoula and back to interview Bobby Houck. <laughs> and uh, I'm on time for the show. It's a miracle. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Thanks so much for hanging out with me here on your Wednesday. Hopefully you're having an outstanding day and an outstanding week. Couldn't be better around here. It is all football all the time, and uh, I'm as happy as a clam, man. I can't tell you how excited I am be back in the saddle covering college football ton to get to in today's show if you want to listen anywhere besides your traditional radio which is 1029 espn radio or your traditional television swx montana tv you can go to our station website 1029espn.com click on the listen live tab there you can stream espn radio 24 hours a day seven days a week 365 days a year can also Hit us up on YouTube, N-U-A-N-E-Z. We'll get you there. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff uh, to our YouTube channel. Have Nuanas now on there every single day. We are broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport is new to Missoula. They're located at the corner of Stevens and Mount. You can also find them online at ed- nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Tons to get to today. 
couple of my good buddies swinging by to give us some reactions. I was not in Seattle. Riley Corcoran was. He was on the show yesterday, Voice of the Grizz. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director, going to come by here in just a quick minute. I recorded something with him a little earlier today, his reactions for a Montana's 13-7 win over the number 20-ranked Washington Huskies over the weekend. Andrew Houghton, SkylineSportsMT.com and ESPN Missoula correspondent, is going to swing by at the top of the hour for our ESPN roundtable as well. We're also going to get you caught up on prep football scores from across the state over the weekend. Usually, so here's the way the, the rhythm of the week is going to usually go. Usually Mondays, we're going to have the Montana Football Hour. And then the second hour Monday show, got an exciting announcement. I'm going to solidify the deal tonight. So we'll let you know more about that tomorrow. But next week, second hour of Monday's shows, we'll have some pretty fun content as well. we got a super cool special guest that's going to join us each and every Monday during the 5 o'clock hour. So stay tuned. More on that here coming up. Uh, but Tuesdays are going to be prep-heavy days. We're going to get you caught up on all prep football and all the rest of the prep sports around the great state of Montana. And then Wednesdays, usually going to be big interview days and probably a little bit of recap on the previous week for the college teams, a little bit of previewing the upcoming week for them. And then Thursdays, some more interviews, some, some of our regional guests like Sam Herter, Mary Lou's Cook from the Big Sky Conference, Alex Eshelman, uh, who will be joining us weekly now, uh, starting tomorrow as part of our Montana State Minute to get a little insight into Bobcat sports as well as Southwest Montana sports. Alex is doing a great job over there uh, for SWX Montana as a reporter. She's also going to be on the sidelines for the Bobcat game against Drake. And uh, then Fridays, Rajim Seabrook and I will talk about, you know, whatever the hell we want because that's what we do. So uh, that's sort of the rhythm of the the week as we get into football season here. The reason we're doing all this prep stuff today is because we're getting you caught up. Yesterday's show was all Big Sky Conference football because we didn't have a Monday show. So we're a little bit truncated this week because we had a day off on Monday or I guess you guys all had a day off on Monday, and uh, we just didn't have a show here on Monday. So that's the way it's going to kind of work. Oh, and then today's show, by the way, after the ESPN Roundtable, we'll be joined by Todd Stepsis. Todd is the head coach at Drake, and uh, they come to Bozeman this weekend, still efforting Ryan Elliott, the head coach for Western Illinois. I was told we could do an interview, uh, but then I haven't heard back from uh, the people that are supposed to facilitate it. So not sure what's going on there. But uh, either way, we'll give you all the best in coverage no matter where we are uh, in the world, and no matter what sports we're talking about here on ESPN Radio. It's been a hot minute since a good buddy Sean Rainey swung on by, and we are busy, 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 but it is good to be busy, and it is good to be back in the action when it comes to football around the Treasure State. And so Sean joins us now on the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. He co-hosts the show with me uh, from time to time on Wednesdays, but we're switching up the schedule a little bit now. Sean's just going to make appearances when he can because I know he's running all over the place uh, doing all the great work at SWX Montana as the sports director, getting all you best local coverage for uh Grizzlies, Bobcats, high school sports, everything in between. So be sure to keep it tuned to SWX, not only for the Grizz home opener on Saturday night against Western Illinois, uh, but also for the Grizzly Sports Report, uh, the Bobcat Insider, SWX tonight, everything else in between. Sean, what's going on, man? It must be nice for you as well to kind of be back in the swing of things and uh, rolling hard on fall sports. Yeah, good to talk to you. It's been a it's been a while. It's been too long, and yeah, things have been a, a little crazy. Um, especially uh, normally, kind of in our setup, there's there's me and another sports reporter, and we've been trying to look to to fill that spot. We finally did, but yeah, that uh, that that kind of without that spot filled and football getting going, um, we were uh, we were trying to find ways for me to come on the show, and uh, our schedules haven't lined up. But we'll, we'll get it we'll get it ironed out. Now that we're a couple weeks in, you know, we're, we're like a we're like a, a 
I was slow starting team. You know, we had to figure out the routine, and now that we'll get the routine, we'll get you coming, uh, get me coming on because so much to dive into, so much to talk about, so much excitement. I mean, you mentioned the college sports, but even kicking off the the high school football scene on SWX. I mean, we had a, a kick go down to the wire with with Butte and Senior, and then we had that incredible Sentinel West game on SWX. So. It is that time of the year, Coulter. We are fully uh, running, and it's been awesome a couple weeks so far. It is funny, though. We are getting into the routine, but it's like, it's just like sports. It's like being rusty. It's like the first round of golf of the year. You just, uh, you got to shake off a little rust and get your procedures down. And uh, it is interesting kind of making schedules and running all over the place. But uh, speaking of running all over the place, you were running all over the sidelines of Husky Stadium on Saturday night. And what a moment. You've covered the Grizz now for quite some time. And uh, you've been at some big time games, both when you were a student at Montana and then uh, throughout the last 10 or so years uh, covering sports uh, in this local market. So uh, where does this one rank, though? Montana goes into Husky Stadium and, quite honestly, dominates Washington in certain elements and comes away with a 13-7 to victory over the number 20 Huskies. This one has to rank pretty high up there on Sean Rainey's list of games he's covered, huh? Yeah, it's, it's way up there. We were actually just talking about this. With other, everybody's asked me this question. Like that is the number one question that everybody, fans, coworkers, I'm sure you've gotten the same question. Like, where does this one rank as far as all the kind of stuff? And you know, and I, I'm glad that you brought this up right away because someone even on on Twitter, um, you know, asked tagged us. And I don't know if you saw it or not. I know Twitter has been kind of crazy, but somebody asked like, where do you rank this between this one and like the North Dakota State and the App State uh, game? And I think it kind of goes into. Um, there's like different categories, right? So if you're talking about just the actual game itself, you know, like the, the 60 minutes of game time um, or the, you know, the three hours of the game going on, um, what game was crazier? I would probably say, I mean, I was a student in the, in the student section for the App State um, playoff game. And I think that one, just like with the snow and the setting and stuff was, was pretty incredible. I think the, the storylines of the North Dakota State matchup are really, really hard to beat because it was the start of the Stitt era. You have Carson Wentz, North Dakota State, number one, smoky, inside Washington Grizzly Stadium, Brent Musburger on the call. And the actual game itself was way better than the, the Washington game. You know, high scoring, back and forth, drama, final play. So I think in the moment – if you're just talking about just being at a specific game and how crazy it was, I think the North Dakota State game, just in that three-hour moment, was was a crazier game. But big picture and, like, what it means for the program and on a national scale and as far as, like, importance of a win, it you I don't think you – I don't think there is a bigger win in Gris history because – well, besides maybe the, you know the national championship one, um, but at least the, for the ones that I have covered um, and been a part of, no, no bigger, no bigger win. I don't think so. Nuanas now, Sean Rainey what about you? What us do on you the Rankage Brothers RV phone line here on 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Sean heads up the sports department over there at SWX, and they bring you this show around the great state of Montana each and every weekday. Yeah, the. Uh, the North Dakota State game always comes with a caveat to me because 
Carson Wentz got hurt. He got knocked out of that game. And what would have happened if he wouldn't have? I'm not sure. That's a big-time what-if. You know, you can also say, well, Easton Stick, the backup, was still an NFL draft pick, too. He was just a young guy then. But that Montana team also had an element of surprise with Bob Stitt, his first game as the head coach. But, you know, ESPN National, Brent Musburger on the call. You know, the the haze in the air because of the late summer fires that almost always seem to trademark uh, Missoula totally. But to me, uh, the App State game was an epic win because of the setting, the what it meant. I also think that you know, Bobby Houck, his career is sort of jaded is the wrong word, but the one thing that's missing from Coach Houck's resume is an actual national championship. And I think that yep. the one thing that you could say, though, is that Montana beat the best team in the country in both 2008 and 2009. It just happened to be in the semifinals. The 2008 win at James Madison was one of the great wins in program history. They just happened to stub their toe and lose to Richmond the next week. The win over App State, who'd won three straight national championships, led by one of the greatest college football players of all time in Armonte Edwards. Huge, but then they they slipped up and lost to Villanova 21-19 in that 09 national championship game, the last game of the first stint of the Bobby Houck era. But that 2009 run, I'll never forget it. My brother was playing for the Grizz at the time, and uh, before the App State game, it was the South Dakota State game. When they were down 42-14, they came all the way back for uh, a 61-49 win, and Mark Mariani had a couple kick and punt returns for touchdowns. That was an epic one as well. But I think you nailed it, though, Sean. In terms of national exposure, in terms of actually being in the lexicon of the national college football conversation, this was unparalleled for Montana. I mean, I was driving to my car last night uh, on my way home, had a late night at the office. I was listening to my main guy, Freddie Coleman, who I think is the best guy on ESPN National right now. And he's talking about Bobby Houck and the Montana Grizzlies. So when you're reaching that level, you're getting on national uh, talk shows. I think it is pretty big time for the program. But I guess now my question for you, though, Sean, is we saw what happened with North Dakota State. That was an epic win. Well, Montana lost the next two weeks. So how does the – I mean, I, to me, the biggest factor for this victory is not having a letdown. I know there – I don't think that's going to happen under the lights on Saturday during your home opener uh, this Saturday against Western Illinois. But – you, I think that they, they can't let the, the win linger, and uh, I think they need to realize that now it's in the rear view and to maybe remember it in the offseason, but kind of move on right now. Yeah, 100%. And what's funny is that that game after North Dakota State was Cal Poly, and that game was also under the lights, if, if you remember. That one, though, the, the circumstances obviously just different, right? Like, one, um, you're, when you come off a big win and then you go against a Cal Poly, like a triple option team, and obviously then when you look at big picture and how this era went, um, it doesn't then come as a complete shock that you had a letdown after that game. You know, when you look at it kind of from a, a few years removed, um, obviously you'd be pretty surprised if they <laughs> stubbed their toe uh, this coming weekend and lost. Could they not play great? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that – and especially because now people – it's just so funny how expectations will just change everybody's uh, skew their view on everything. So like everyone's going to be like, Oh, they, they only let seven points on the road to an, uh, you know, to the university of Washington. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Western Illinois comes in and scores, you know, 17 and then they win, you know, 31, 17 or something like that. And people are like, Oh man, that wasn't very dominant. Like what's wrong with the grids? Maybe they aren't as good as, as we thought when it's just, 
all games are different, all matchups and styles and everything like that. Like, this Western Illinois team doesn't just line it up and try to run the ball down your throat like Washington did. And I think teams like that, the Grizz match up really well with. Like, Washington is almost like a uh, like a beefed-up Weber State to me with the, with the style of play and the way that they, they operate on offense. They, they remind me kind of of Weber State just with bigger and better dudes. And we saw how well Montana matched up with that. Western Illinois is going to huck the ball around. They threw it a ton against Ball State. They had a, a wide receiver that had 240 yards. So, like, it's just going to be a different matchup, a different animal. And especially offensively, like, if the Grizz come out and score 30-plus points, like, that's college football. The other team is then going to be pressed to try and score as well. So I wouldn't be surprised if their defense maybe gives up some more points and uh, doesn't maybe look as dominant as they did last week. But it'll be interesting to see for sure. Sean Rainey joining us here on Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Recapping the Montana Grizzlies' 13-7 victory over the Washington Huskies in Seattle over the weekend. And, Sean, to me, one of the most striking parts of this was the Grizz were certainly jubilant and very excited to win, but there was also almost a consensus belief that they were going to win from the head guy on down. I think the least surprised people about this victory were the actual people that are part of the Montana Grizz organization from Coach Houck and his staff all the way through the players. But I also, as somebody that's watched this team practice over the last month or so, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not completely shocked. Uh, It is a huge, huge win. But I, I could sort of see with the way that they're practicing just how hard they play and how well they run to the ball and how much they play together and how much depth that they have. So to you, I mean, you watch this team practice, and it's obviously, I mean, you can't say, oh, man, I knew they were going to beat a number 20 team in the country. Nobody can say that. But it's not that surprising watching what the work that they've done over the last year or so, right? I thought going in, I thought that defensively, I thought that they'd be able to hang and, and, and compete with Washington. I still thought, I'm not going to lie, I, I thought Washington would would – score, I thought it would be like something like 30 to 10, if, if we're being completely honest. I thought that they'd be able to hang in there defensively. I thought their offense would struggle kind of like they did. I mean, Washington's defense is really, really good. I mean, they got NFL dudes all in that secondary, and they're big and physical up front, too. So, like, I thought that they would struggle offensively more than they would defensively. Um, but I, I, I'm glad that you brought up the the confidence and the belief, because when we had Bobby Halleck on the Grizzly Sports Report, which you can watch tonight at 9.35 on Fox and 11 o'clock on SWX, like he had one soundbite that I put on Twitter. He was just saying, he said, confidence is magic. And it can't be fake confidence, you know, false bravado. But if you have real confidence and that starts to trickle down into the players and, and then everybody starts believing there's nothing else that is more important, especially in college football, when you're when you're dealing with, you know, eighteen to, you know, twenty three year olds, and I think the way that Coach Houck and his staff have that belief, and it's real, and I think they that trickles down to the team, and I think that is just you know one of the things that makes Bobby Houck uh, who he is and a, a part of his identity is. Having he's you know he has that 
that belief, you know, and he just, uh, he has that presence, you know, like Colton, you and I see this all the time. Like, just like when he's talking about a team in a room or anything like that, the way that he talks, um, and, and a lot of people, it's so funny how like people that don't interact with him on a day-to-day basis, or they only see the, the press conferences or the, the clips and the quotes and the, you know, snippets and things like that. They think that he's coming off like, like a jerk or kind of like, um, you know, like an a-hole or something like that. But like, it's, it's just this, he is being confident and short and all that kind of stuff because he knows that his like players are watching and that trickles down. And I think that was like one of the main keys and reasons why they were able to get that win. It's like you told our good buddy Riley Corcoran, voice of the Grizz during halftime. He said, make no mistake about it. The Montana Grizzlies are the best team on this field. And those guys believed that. And that's how you go into Husky stadium and get this sort of a win. A hundred percent. Like, and if you, if, if your coach is like a little bit hesitant and being like, you know, Hey, we're going to go in there. We're going to compete. We're going to see what happens. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like you kind of do the coach speak and like the players aren't going to really like fully buy in and believe in stuff. But if you go and like saying, Hey, we're going to get the job done. And when I was talking to all the guys leading up to like, I almost kind of like, I almost kind of laughed almost because when I'm, when I'm, Asking questions like, hey, what's it going to be like being able to to go in there and, you know, kind of, uh, you know, see how good you guys are and, you know, use them, use Washington as a measuring stick to see, like, where, how good you guys are and stuff like that. And all of their answers were just like, hey, they're grown men, we're grown men, and we're confident and we're going to, you know, go in there and win or blah, blah, blah. And you're kind of listening to it and you're just like, Okay, sure. They're just getting, like all of them are just you know they're they're believing in this, but like and you're kind of laughing because you're like, oh, you know, you guys have like this overly confidence that uh, you not necessarily should have whatever, whatever, you know. But they were right, you know. They they had that confidence and they believed it, and that's what happened. Hundred percent. It's just like uh, any combat sport. If you if you don't believe that you're going to win the fight, you're not going to win the fight. If you have any hesitancy. And they've already lost the fight. That's exactly how Montana's operating right now. They believe they're going to win every fight that they get into. Sean Rainey, SOBX Montana Television, joining us here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. And, uh, Sean, we're going to continue to hash this out for sure. This will be a game we're going to talk about all year and probably for forever. I mean, it's going to be a, one of those moments where uh, we'll never forget what, where we were and what was going on when Montana toppled uh, the Washington Huskies. But let's talk about the rest of the Big Sky Conference briefly. Uh, first of all, well, you have I, I, kind of learned on Twitter one, by I, uh, saying something about B- Bemidji State. Uh, he was like, this isn't B- Bemidji State. This is like App State over Michigan. Well, I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to go. He was trying to not say UNLV is terrible. That's what he was trying to do because he coached there for a long time. Um, but this was one of three wins by FCS programs over FPSs over the weekend, uh, including Big Sky Conference programs. UC Davis went into Tulsa, won nineteen to seventeen. UNLV uh, went down to Eastern Washington. 37-35 in double overtime despite three missed field goals, including one at the end of the regulation by EWU. And then Montana went to Washington and knocked off the Huskies. Plus, Montana State, a valiant effort in a 1916 loss at Wyoming. Uh, so what do you think this says about the league, Sean? I mean, is it, does this bode well for a, a strong big sky? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think the, the big sky certainly had a, a great showing. And I think it's more... 
I don't think it's the Eastern win. I, I think Eastern's kind of getting uh, a little too much helium. I, I think they're being, you know, just kind of put up a little bit too much on the on the pedestal because of the result. I and this is what was a worry for me. Kind of in the you know in the fourth quarter of the Grizz game, it's gonna be like, oh man, they're gonna like play so well, and Washington's gonna go down and score, and they're gonna win by a point, and nothing's gonna like. I just feel like with these, you know, with the polls and the national perception, so so much of it is just based on results and not based on like how you played. And I think that's the case with Montana State. Like I think that Montana State's loss to Wyoming in a game where they should have won. And if you replay that fourth quarter a hundred times, like they're going to win that, that fourth quarter, you know, probably 70 of the hundred times. Um, I think that game, they were more impressive to me than Eastern was beating UNLV. Like UNLV was favored to win that game. The odds makers had them as one and a half point favorites at kickoff. The Cats were 18 point underdogs and they were able to go in and they should have won that game. And I think so many times nationally though, we just get so caught up in the results. And so I think Eastern is kind of being, um, I mean, it certainly was a good win and everything like that, but I think they're kind of being, uh, being boasted a little bit just by the fact that they have a W in their column and they're 1-0. But I, I'm more impressed with, you know, Montana State and, and UC Davis, a team that we weren't sure how good they were going to be. And for them to go in there and, and, and you know, beat Tulsa, who's not terrible, I think that was an impressive uh, result as well. But I, what do you think? I mean, I just think Montana State's being a little bit overlooked because it ended up being a loss. But that was a that was an impressive game to me. Totally agree. I watched all of the action that we're talking about right now, and uh, Eastern tried their best to lose that game. They missed three field goals. They had a chip shot field goal, like a twenty-two yard field goal at, at the buzzer of regulation, and missed it, and then had to pull out um, the victory in Vegas. UNLV, I mean, let's be honest, is bad. I mean, I, I, I honestly, UNLV is not better than Montana, yeah. Montana State, Eastern, Weber, Sac State, maybe not even UC Davis. I mean, UNLV is like not even a top half team in the Big Sky Conference. Their quarterback was kind of nice. Their running back's good, but they were just not good. I didn't think talent-wise, they're just not very good. They looked like an average FCS team, so they're by no means an FBS team. So I totally agree with you on that note. Tulsa was very good last year. They were undefeated in the AAC, took Cincinnati to overtime in the AAC championship game. So I think that's a good win by Dan Hawkins' team. He said it's his best UC Davis team, which is saying something when he had teams led by Keelan Doss and Jake Mayer. Um, but the Montana State result was so interesting because Montana State not only outplayed Wyoming, I actually thought they were the better team. I thought they were better on the lines. I thought that they were equal at quarterback, and Matt McKay played better than Sean Chambers. Xavier Valade is an all-Mountain West running back. I still thought Isaiah Fonse was better. And so on one end, you could say, hey, we played this one pretty close. Good effort, first game against a familiar opponent because our head coach, Brent Vegan, used to be at Wyoming. Yeah, he's got some intel on the roster. We knew him well. We prepared well, all that stuff. But I think if you're the Cats – you're mad. You're mad you let one slip away because they were the better team and they outplayed Wyoming and they just let it get away in the last five minutes. So, uh, I don't know. It's sort of a dichotomy. They, they can build off of what they did, but I, I I know I talked to seven of their players on Monday. Like they, They're they mad that they lost because they think they let one slip away. Uh, no, and you should be because these are the opportunities that you get against 
you know, to beat an FBS school doesn't come around often because one, you don't play them very often. And two, you know, sometimes like you have to, you know, you have to play well in those situations to put yourself in a chance to win the ball game. So when you, when you get that opportunity and then you don't execute or there's a couple, you know, calls or plays that don't go your way late in the game and you don't end up getting that, that win, like, man, it, it's really, really tough. Like how, I mean, it would have been pretty devastating to a lot of Grizz fans. Like if Washington would have, you know, they, they converted that fourth and 10 on that last drive. And I was like, I was thinking, I thought, oh boy, this is going to be, this is going to be close. And if you look on that play, I, don't, I think if the Grizz will make that tackle, the Otten might be running for a while on that play, but you know, if Washington would have gone down and scored, you know, with 20 seconds to go and win the ball game, like you know, like yeah, sure, hey, that was a really impressive showing, blah blah blah. But all those players, everybody would have been pissed that they would they had a chance to do something historic right there, and then you let it slip away. So, I again, I was very impressed with Montana State in that game. I think it just, um, especially in the, the you know the first game with the new coaching staff and all of that, and a new quarterback. To me, I was just wanting to see if they were going to be, if they were going to be, you know, take a step back with, with Joe gone. I know it's a, maybe like a little hard to judge because, yes, Vegan has that familiarity with Wyoming, so you're, it's kind of hard to judge a little bit, but they still looked like identity-wise, and this is something that we talked about all offseason, like what was Montana State's identity going to be? And it looked very similar. They looked like a, a similarly coached team. I, I think if you were just watching from afar, you wouldn't know that they had a, a coaching change per se. And uh, so I, I was I was very impressed with them. And like you mentioned with Dan Hawkins talking about UC Davis, whenever you hear a coach say, "This is the best team that I've had," that is something that as a uh, you know that's a that's a boom that's a red flag for us media people when when you hear something like that because that is what Coach Hawk has been saying about this team. He's saying how special the way he talks about this team is different than any other team that he's talked about in his four years being back. So whenever a coach says that, like that is something that you need to pay attention to. And UC Davis, only because of of Dan Hawkins saying that, has my attention this year for sure. John Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director here on ESPN Radio. Nuana is now. Rain Man, thanks so much for being here with us, man. And we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, sounds good. Thanks for having me. Uh, you know, you do a, you do an awesome job. I know this this time of year is crazy for everybody, and uh, I know that that win almost created uh, you know a lot more work for all of us. But hey, that that is work that um, I know that we enjoy doing, and it's been fun having all those uh, the fan interactions with us. And uh, man, what a what a fun weekend it was for the very first week. And um, you know, hopefully week two is is good. One last plug. Make sure to. Watch the game, Western Illinois and Bobcats. Uh, both of them play at, at 6 o'clock. That Drake-Montana uh, State game is on Fox, and the Western Illinois Grizz game is on at 6 on ABC. And we also have a very fun, exciting announcement at halftime at Culture. I know that you are uh, involved with and a part of, and so be sure to be uh, tuning in at halftime because all anyone who loves football in the Treasure State is going to want to pay attention to halftime for that game. Yes, indeed. John Rainey, SWX Montana Television, here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. And you're going to want to watch the games. Well, first of all, you're probably going to the game. But if you're not, and the Bobcat game is sold out. They announced that yesterday. 
And Grizz getting pretty close. I was looking at tickets today. I got some buddies coming into town. So uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets, you're going to want to go figure that out. Also, we're going to give you a little review tomorrow and probably the next day as well about how to use your mobile mobile ticketing. I know this is confusing for some people out there, uh, myself included. So uh, Eric Tabor, Montana Sports Information, has sent over some instructions. We went over them last week for a little while. We'll go over them again as the game gets closer. But if you can't make it to either of the games in person, you are going to want to check out SWX. And like Sean said, a very special announcement coming up at the halftime of both the Bobcat and Grizz football games here on uh, ABC Fox as well as SWX Montana Television. Prep football, what went down over the weekend? Double A, A, B, C, all the most pertinent scores for you around the state of Montana. Keep it right here. Nuana is now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What up, Montana? Hope you're enjoying the Black Keys playing you back in on a Wednesday. It's good to be rolling with you. I'm Coulter Nuanas. This is Nuanas Now, your one-stop shop for all things sports. Right here on 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana around the great state of Montana statewide each and every day here on your television set. Time now for a little prep football action. It's our prep extra. Presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank is right now specializing in home refinancing and home equity loans. Your home could be worth more than ever, and you could use its equity to make a huge difference in your life. You could pay off high-interest loans, finance a remodel, or build that addition you've always wanted. Start the process online at FarmersEbank.com today. Farmers eBank, an equal housing lender and member FDIC. Our prep actually gets started with a piece of news, which is a bummer. The uh, Crosstown Showdown between the Hellgate Knights and the Sentinel Spartans, scheduled for Missoula County Public Stadium Friday, has been postponed. NBC Montana Sports Director Darren Winberg was the first to report the news. Uh, Unclear if the game is going to be rescheduled. Winberg uh, reported that it was going to be ruled a no contest. Nicholas Latch, the athletic director at Hellgate, confirmed the news. So, bummer for those two squads. Both teams coming off a win. Last week, all three Missoula high school teams won. 
on the same night. First time that's happened in quite some time. So uh, good job by Sentinel Hellgate and Big Sky. But bummer, the first crosstown game of the year called off because of COVID. So, you know, what can you do? No use crying over spilled milk. It's already happened. So uh, hopefully they figure out a way to make it up. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't really know how this is going to work. We didn't really have any of these COVID cancellations last year in high school football. So I don't know. Don't know what the plan is, but that's a bummer for football fans around Montana. But on a better note, as part of our practice extra, here is some scores from across the state uh, over the weekend. First and foremost, we're not going to start in AA. We're not going to start in A. We're going to start in Class B. Those of you that are loyal listeners of this show, you know that uh, Blake Hempstead's been a, a good friend of mine and a guy that's contributed in a variety of factors to my career throughout the years. When I first went out on my own and launched my own website, Blake was the first guy to shoot photos for me uh, back in the Cat Grizz game. Back in, like, man, I guess it would have been 2014. Crazy. Maybe even 2013. So we've been working together for close to a decade now. And Blake is a anaconda guy through and through. He runs Copperhead Country, uh, which is a online website that provides live streaming of play-by-play for anaconda high school sports as well as um, some feature stories about the kids and uh, this coverage of Southwest Montana, Anaconda and the surrounding towns, you know, Twin Bridges, Dillon. He does a little Frontier Conference coverage in there as well. But Blake, he is the voice of the Anaconda Copperhead, so he does travel on the road with Anaconda and plays the games back on a stream that people can go check out. It's, it's very well-received, Anaconda, one of the great sports towns in the state of Montana. But each time Blake's close to Missoula, he gives me a call and asks me if I want to come do color. And, of course, you know, I'll always go hang out with my buddy. And I love watching high school football, so it's always fun for me. So last year I got a chance to call a couple of Anaconda games, one of which was in Florence against the Florence Falcons. And I left so impressed with the talent that I saw for Florence. And most of the m- most talented guys for the Falcons were underclassmen. So I knew they were going to be good this year. They made a statement on Friday night. Pat Duchesne, Patrick Duchesne, who is the son of head coach Pat Duchesne, he threw four touchdown passes, including two to Blake Shoup, and the Falcons all over top-ranked and defending state champion Manhattan, 52 to nothing. Florence lost to Manhattan um, during the regular season last year and then in the playoffs too, I believe, uh, in the semifinals. But they get back in a big way, 52 nothing over the defending state champion Tigers. Tristan Pyatt, uh, he had a couple rushing scores as well. And the Falcons, this one was <laughs> it was almost over before it started. 35 nothing at halftime. Duchesne threw for 383 total yards in those four touchdowns. And uh, Blake Shoup, really talented kid, uh, he was on the receiving end of a couple of those. So huge win at the Class B level by the Florence Falcons. A couple other scores from around the state. Surprising or not, I don't know. Uh, just get, kind of getting to the ones that I thought were were big time and, and worth noting. Uh, first and foremost, Miles City's been really good the last couple years. Uh, won a state championship a couple years back. Played for a state championship a couple years ago. Uh, in the semifinals, a pretty much consistent Final Four team. Billing Central also very good. I think they've played for the state championship at the Class A level uh, six times in the last ten years including a runner-up finish a year ago to Laurel. But Central, uh, a salty and hard-nosed 17-9 win over Miles City. K-9 
Cade Boyd had a 10-yard touchdown with 251 to play. That proved to be uh, the deciding margin. So 17-9, Billings Central, the f- number four team in the state, takes out Miles City, the number three team in the state, uh, at the Class A level. So good win there uh, by Billings Central. At the AA level, uh, a couple good ones to get to. Billings West got back on track after getting knocked off in their opener against Helena Capital. Uh, West posted a 28-0 win over the Bruins. Uh, so the Bruins fall to 1-1. West moves up to 1-1. Uh, so back on track for West. Taco Dowler, he caught a 43-yard touchdown pass. He's over 2,000 yards receiving for his career. Michael DeLeon, he also had a 28-yard touchdown run. He's a guy that uh, maybe isn't getting as much uh, traction when it comes to the hype machine out of Billings West, but Michael DeLeon can play a little bit too. So he's a guy to keep an eye on. I was impressed with him in the state championship game a year ago. Bozeman Gallatin, resounding win, 49-7 to over Kalispell Flathead. Uh, Flathead's struggling for sure, but uh, Ryland Schlepp, the future tight end for the Montana State Bobcats, or a future tight end for the Montana State Bobcats, as it were, the first Division I commit from Bozeman Gallatin. Uh, he caught three of those touchdowns. Braden Mickelson threw for 237 yards and four scores. 49-7, Bozeman Gallatin comes out on top against Kalispell Flathead. Kalispell Glacier, they're off to a 2-0 start. Behind uh, the guy that I just think is the beast, man. He is uh, He's quite a running back. Jake Rendina. He's about six foot, 225, 230. No thank you. <laughs> Meeting that guy in the hole. Uh, he is put together. He's a powerlifting champion. He has some of the most impressive lifting videos of any high school kid I've ever seen on Twitter. I'm serious. This kid is a freak. He is such a strong and powerful guy, and he's playing running back. He's got good speed, too. He's got, he had an incredible touchdown run. But he rushes for 208 yards and two scores as Kalispell Glacier earned a 33-21 win over Great Falls CMR. So CMR falls to 1-1 after they beat Hellgate on a last-second field goal, and uh, Kalispell Glacier moves to 2-0. From the Missoula school, some good results for Missoula. Top-ranked Missoula Sentinel. Uh, they won for the, I guess, count them up, 12th straight time dating back to the 2020 season. 34-14 at Bozeman. Zach Cruz had a pair of touchdowns. He had an 11-yard touchdown run early and a 53-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter to seal it. And uh, he also threw a touchdown to Joe Wida. So Zach Cruz, future Montana Grizz, he continues to roll uh, through his senior year. Helena High, they moved to 2-0. They had a nice 28-14 win over Billings Senior. That's probably the best game of the week, just in terms of two of the top teams in the state. Uh, Helena High came in the, the game ranked number two, and uh, Billings Senior came in ranked number five. So a big win for the Bengals, 28-14. Caden Hewitt, future Grizz quarterback, tossed, tossed three touchdown passes, and uh, Helena wins going away, 28-14. For Big Sky and Hellgate, a Big Sky – Caleb Wren threw three scores, including two to Lewis Sanders, and he ran for another score. And Isaac Ayers had two more scores. And Big Sky, hello, 42-7 over Billings Senior. Good job by Matt Johnson getting his guys back on track. Big Sky had six turnovers, including four in the red zone in week one, a 13-3 loss at Gallatin. And so to go from three points to 42 points and clean up those turnover issues, that's big for Big Sky. No, no one really knows what to think of the Eagles this year. They, they have been... They've had some up years lately, some some good years, particularly when they got kids with the last name Janicaro on their team. Uh, Levi Janicaro was one of the, the alpha dogs of Class AA football. He led Big Sky uh, to the number two seed, but then they got upset in the playoffs. And then uh, 
Coulter, Janet Carroll was was solid, but basically I had a hard time breaking through last year. Both the Janet Carrolls, by the way, play for the Grizzlies now. But I know Matt Johnson likes his team. I know that they're always going to struggle with depth, the big sky because of the enrollment, but he likes his team. Caleb Wren is a player. Um, you know, Trent Reed, Trey Reed, excuse me, is a player. Lewis Sanders, good athlete. Isaac Ayers, another guy that can contribute. So, you know, they, they definitely have some pieces, and I just think they need to get a little bit of belief. But maybe a 42-7 win over an upstart building Skyview team that a lot of the Class AA coaches were pretty high on, uh, maybe that is the, the special sauce. Maybe that will get Big Sky going a little bit. Hellgate lost a heartbreaker 37-35 to Great Falls CMR in the opening week on a last-second field goal. Uh, victory snatched by the jaws of defeat. Bummer for the Knights. Uh, Ian Finch caught a touchdown, which looked like the game winner with 42 seconds left in week one. And then CMR marches down. They hit a field goal at the buzzer to uh, pull out the, the two-point win. But Hellgate bounced back in a big way as well. Connor Dick threw five touchdown passes, including three to Ian Finch and two more to Leo Filardi. And that helped Hellgate cruise past Belgrade 42-20. Uh, to 20. So the Knights on the board with a win as well. Uh, one more double-A score for you. Butte High, 17. Great Falls High, 7. So that's a surprising result because uh, Great Falls High is supposed to be pretty good, and they have now 0-2 start. And Butte, nobody really knew what to think of them, and uh, they're 1-1 with the one loss being a one-point loss to Billing Senior. So Butte uh, exceeding expectations right now. Great Falls High failing to live up to them. So we'll see if uh, Great Falls High can get back on track. Nuana is now 102.90 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. Going around the state as part of our Prep Extra presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank has helped Montanans prosper since 1907. Experience the difference at a location near you. Farmer State Bank is an equal housing lender and member FDIC. Uh, score for those in Missoula here or Western Montana. Fairfield, uh, perennial Class B power. They took care of business against Missoula Loyola, 18-6. So the Rams fall to 1-1. Maybe the most eye-opening score of Class A, Hamilton dismantles Dillon, 48-6. I know it ebbs and flows in high school football. You never know when you're going to have studs and when you're not. But Dillon always has studs. And Dillon's been among, if not the most solid and competitive football program, maybe all class, uh, in the state of Montana over the last 15 or 20 years. So to see them get drilled like that, 48-6, at the hands of the Hamilton Bronx, surprising. Uh, but Tyson Rostad, four touchdowns, future Grizz quarterback. He rushed for all four of those touchdowns. And it had to be a, a satisfying one for Bryce Carver because Bryce Carver, the head coach of Hamilton, is a Dylan product. I played for the Grizzlies. But, uh, you know, it's a, I, probably bittersweet for him to go whip his his, uh, his high school program like that. But also, you know, he's a competitive guy. So uh, probably a little feather in his cap as well because he's doing a great job down there at Hamilton High School. A couple other Pertinent scores from around the state. Malta took care of business, gets Huntley Project. I'm hearing it's so hard to get true insight on the teams from the far east part of the state, but I'm hearing that Malta and Glasgow both pretty good. So uh, Malta proved it because Huntley's a, a really good program. Uh, so big win by by Malta, 23-6 over Huntley. Uh, St. Ignatius versus uh, Charlo. Mission, which is St. Ignatius, they have a great quarterback. He um, was at Marty Morningwegs. uh quarterback camp Kellen McClure is his name and he, he threw four touchdowns uh against Charlo all four of them to Bryce Umphrey as St. Ignatius posted that 36-16 win over Charlo uh, but Kellen McClure is a name to watch man he's a he's a good player I, th- I thought he was smooth and uh 
high football IQ when I was watching him at Marty Morningwigs quarterback camp this summer. Uh, so watch out for Mission. They could be a team that maybe surprises some people this year. And then the last uh, impactful result uh, from the weekend, and all these results, of course, are impactful, but I'm just picking the ones that I think just have the best talking points. Uh, but Whitefish continue to prove it. They posted a big win over Frenchtown, 20-14. to 14. Finn Ridgeway, he had a pair of touchdown passes. Um, excuse me, three total touchdown passes for Finn Ridgeway. And uh, so that's a, that's a big win for Whitefish, and they're into the top five. And they've had some success recently, and uh, maybe this is another year where the Bulldogs are competitive. So there you go, Prep Extra, presented by Farmers State Bank. Farmers State Bank, proud supporter of Prep Athletics across the state of Montana. You got fancy football questions? Do you like wings? Well, I got answers, and I got prizes. 888 that's 406-888-1029. Give us a call or shoot us a text. You got fancy football questions? The NFL kicks off tomorrow. That's right, tomorrow. Can't wait for it. Uh, so please send us your fancy football questions right now at 406-888-1029. You can text it. Uh, or you can give us a call, too, if you want to jump on air. But any and all texts and calls will get you entered to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We'll talk all things fantasy football on the other side. Keep it right here. You want us now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Wednesday. Hope you're having an outstanding day. Hope you're having an outstanding week. Thanks so much for kicking with us here. It's Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. It's time now for a Winging Wednesday, presented by the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Despo, the best place in town to get yourself some hot wings, and we got a dozen hot wings for you, the lucky listeners. All you have to do is either call me or text me with your fancy football advice. The NFL season gets I guess not even your advice, your questions. And I'll be giving you some advice. Or maybe you could give me some advice too. I don't know. Whichever way you want to do it. But if you have comments, questions, whatever, thoughts on fantasy football, give us a call right now or shoot us a text. 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. And any and everybody that gets a hold of us will have an opportunity to be entered to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, the best wings in the city of Missoula, as voted on by you, the wing-consuming public as it is. Go down to the Rangers Brothers Army phone line. Welcome in Justin to the show. Justin, what's up, my man? How you living? What's going on? Living great, man. Just out here uh, working away from UPS. You know, I uh, got you on the, on the Bluetooth headset, so it's always nice to be able to listen and get work done, but it always helps out. Gotta love it, man. I think that uh, the drivers are some of the best uh, – 
consumers of this show, guys that drive around a lot of times. I, I hear it from police officers, delivery guys. So it's awesome. You're in your car. You're already getting your sports fixed. So it's all good. Just let's uh, hit me with it. What do you What do you thinking? What What sort of fantasy football uh, stuff do you got for us today? Uh, well, I'm I'm kind of going through it here. Obviously, I had to pull over and take a look at this, but. Uh, <laughs> So I'm in I'm in a couple leagues. Um, one's a half point PPR, okay, and then my other one's a standard. So I'll ask you one on the standard here. I mean, it's just kind of a ranking thing. So I was able to get uh, Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, and DeAndre Hopkins, okay, as my kind of top four guys, and then Terry McLaurin after that. Okay, um, I guess my question would be. Uh, so I have Gus Edwards as my flex spot, and then I'm kind of kind of bouncing around as to whether or not I should start him. I don't think the Le'Veon thing should really matter. I, I think people are kind of going out and picking him up and stashing him. I, I don't see uh, Le'Veon being relevant, at least for a few weeks. So I guess uh, my question would be, should I go ahead and start him uh, against well, who's he playing? The Raiders. And I also have Miles Gaskin, but he's playing New England. So for me, for me, it kind of seems like a no-brainer. Go ahead and start Gus, but just seeing what you think about it. Because actually, I have high hopes for Gaskin this year too. Thank you, Justin. Uh, great question, and uh, you are entered to win a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit stuck on this one because it, it's a very good question. First and foremost. I think that Austin Eckler uh, is a guy that could be one of those fantasies. I, I'm not going to say sleeper because everybody's drafted him, but he's a guy that absolutely could uh, make some waves because he actually averages more fantasy points per touch than any other player in the National Football League, more than Christian McCaffrey, more than Dalvin Cook, uh, more than uh, Tyree Kill or Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. It's Austin Eckler. I know that's a small sample size. He has been banged up the last couple of years. I do think he's electric when he gets the ball. He's going to get a lot of touches both in the run game and the pass game. So I think that's solid. Obviously, Dalvin Cook is one of the premier fantasy players you can have. Um, but when it comes to – if you're waffling between Gus Edwards and Miles Gaskin, the Ravens, on one hand, run the ball as much as anybody in the league. So having their number one running back, by conventional wisdom, would tell you, is a good thing. That said, the Ravens tend to ride the hot hand. The Ravens aren't scared to make changes in the midst of a season. Uh, the Ravens, because they run the ball a lot, a lot of times their frontline guy gets banged up, so a lot of times it's their number two guy that's in there. That's what they're already at because J.K. Dobbins got hurt, and so that's why Gus Edwards is going to get a lot of the, the carries here. Um, but six different guys besides Lamar Jackson have led the Ravens in rushing over the last six years, and you know whether it's Justin Forsett or uh, you know Mark Ingram or... Uh, you know, they just had a variety of sort of plug-and-play, but not necessarily elite guys that have been pretty productive because they're good up front, but then they kind of just chew them up, spit them out, and throw them out. And so I, I honestly, I think Gus Edwards is going to be a guy that's valuable to have on your roster. But I would slow play it at first. I think Miles Gaskins a bona fide, surefire number one in Miami. Now, is he the talent level of Ezekiel Elliott or Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? No. He's not. But he was on the field for 74% of Miami's snaps last year. So that has a high, he has a high chance to, to produce. And I, I think that he has a low ceiling but a high floor. 
So I would actually suggest, uh, Justin, to go with Miles Gaskin in week one, see how Gus Edwards does. And if Gus Edwards somehow goes off, I'm sorry, that's fantasy football in a nutshell. Uh, but then you kind of know where you're at. But I think actually the higher floor between those two guys at a flex spot would be uh, Miles Gaskin. So there you go. Wing of Wednesday, fantasy football advice. Uh, well, if you if you do send us any texts or anything like that, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Keep them coming. We will answer them in the second hour as well. But uh, we And we will get you entered in as well to win a, a uh, dozen wings for the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. But uh, appreciate Despo for being a part of this. Uh, they've been rolling with us since the very beginning, and we love the Despo. It's a great place to go watch the NFL. So if you need a uh, spot to go post up, Head on down there, man. Get yourself a basket of wings. I like the uh, hot teriyaki. I also like the garlic parmesan, the Maui Wowie. They have all sorts of great um, wing sets. So head on down to the Despo in your spot to to watch. And also tune into Nuanas Now. Right at the end of the 4 o'clock hour, each and every Wednesday, for your Wing It Wednesday fantasy football advice segment. Hour 1 of the Bucks, Hour 2 coming at you. Our guy Andrew Houghton stopped by earlier today. Give us some thoughts on the Washington Huskies and the Montana Grizzlies from his perspective as he sat front and center at Husky Stadium on Saturday. The ESPN Roundtable coming at you with Andrew Houghton. More on the Grizz epic victory right after this. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 